Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith, um, obviously. That was the best one out of the prequels. Out of all of the Star Wars films. All of the Star yeah. Wars films. No, in fact, I've changed my mind. It's got to be The Phantom Menace, and that's my favourite Star Wars film of all time. Might have to end the podcast right now, Link, because I think that's <laughs> Thank a you very much, controversial statement. <laughs> um, so, yeah, episode three of um, Shopping sure. FM. This is a Humber Street Session. Session. Humber Street special, and we've got a very special guest with us today. It's very Mark special. Ainley from Let Man Loose. There's no Chris today, as he couldn't make it. Um, but yeah, we've been greeted by Mark Ainley. Hello, Chodbin FM. Chodbin FM. The Chodbin FM. The, the famous three listeners, Chodbin FM, and three of them are in this room, probably. I don't even listen to it. Are you listening to it? <laughs> you listen to it. It's. it's Quite good. It's all right. It's yeah. a bit long, but we're gonna um, remedy that by probably having it a bit short this week. Yeah, we've all been right on my episode. Yeah, well, we're dedicating it all to you, Mark. Go so on. we're not. We're gonna lose the music news. We usually talk about Arctic Monkeys anyway. So I know you're a big fan. You'll probably be chatting about that for about two hours. So nah, let's not. Let's, let's leave let's the Arctic Monkeys chat. Yeah, I think we've said all we need to know about Arctic Monkeys. Although probably it'd be nice to have a bit of a. Alex Turner song. Yes, tune. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Maybe next time. I might work on it with Mark, actually. Who knows? Yeah. That's what, a full album? Yeah. That would yeah, be. a full album of 30-second songs that are all just Arctic Monkeys inspired. So you're halfway there anyway, though, because you've got about six or seven songs that are that's one how, minute That's long. how I operate. Yeah. That's how I operate. I tend to write, ADHD. obviously, up until maybe one to two minutes, marks, and then don't write anymore. And let the rest of the band pool their ideas, and then you know, then you feel, then I feel less like I've just gone away and done. Look, I've made a song for you all to play and listen to. And yeah, we no should try doing that because we haven't done that yet, have we? No, no I think kind of did with Hollywood. That was your yeah, tune, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Well, no, again, that was a riff, and then everybody else puts it. I just feel like it's better. Do you? Do you feel like it's riff tannin? Yeah, and then let everybody else pull their ideas together. Yeah. How do you write, Mark? I tend to do lyrics first. Sam, bass player, does a lot of musical bits and he puts like a musical demo together. But I tend to go lyrics first, then melody, and then pick up the guitar and put a tune to it. Wow, so that's like... That's like the... Is that like the Elton John way of writing a song then? Because he writes the lyrics, doesn't he? I've never done the lyrics first. No, I've never done melody as well, what you there, uh, the sort of I write sort of by syllables if you know what I mean so if right. I look, I've got one line that's however many syllables and I want something to match with the same 
do that like a haiku and then it then it can get like a, a rhythm without a melody and then a melody after that so and you're then, spitting lyrics rather than pretty much yeah, yeah. I'm pretty like much a rapper yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting way of doing it because it's more like writing poetry then yeah I, guess. I would say that's so you don't even pick up a guitar you don't even pick the guitar up you write the I, I feel wow. like that's probably quite good though because then you've got the feel of the song already with the lyrics so you've got you, I always feel like when you're writing a song it's good to have a topic or write it about something rather than just sitting there and going right I need to make a song I'm going to make it out of nothing and then it sort of goes a bit you get stuck I think easier but if you've got already the lyrics you've already got a setting so you can just go in I'm totally the opposite I'm totally the opposite to that so I'll strum stuff out and <laughs> kind of and then I'll pick the guitar up and then I'll <laughs> we'll strum you out later on and then I'll just start rambling type thing and then record that and if there's a good line that'll influence the rest of the song I can't have a topic in my head and write a song about it because it's for me it's too much hard work yeah I mean I'll lazy. go from one line sort of thing I won't necessarily think right today's song's ice cream and then mm. 30 lines pop out about ice cream it'll be a one line about something I want to say and the rest might come from that. One verse might be about one thing and the second verse so, might be about something else. So you're very much writing a lyric down and thinking, oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to build a song around that. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I'll get other lines that match or have a similar rhyme. I don't always rhyme at the end of a, of, of a line. Mm. I might put my rhymes at the start of a line. But as long as it can be sung or said in a similar way, then to me those two go together and then I'll build around them. Do you ever have that thing where you decide whether or not your lyrics are going to be rhyming or non-rhyming because <laughs> sometimes it's easier to obviously it's easier to rhyme but sometimes you can feel it's a bit tacky and it's a bit obvious to if rhyme the, stuff yeah if the rhyme's tacky yeah tacky rhyme tacky rhyme I struggle not to rhyme but I do try to make force yourself not tacky do you know what I mean yeah. I, I won't do an obvious one I won't yeah. do sunshine and line and all that oasis stuff Key to the door. In the sunshine. Uh, so let's talk about your new EP that's coming out. Oh yeah. Ooh, taste little EP. Yeah. You heard it. I've uh, heard some of it. Queen Bee's really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, put you on the spot there. Queen Bee's really good. I like yeah. that. Thank you very much. Very catchy. That's what Alan Raw said when he was the. Alan Rowe. Alan Rowe, yeah, the last bald guy we were speaking to. <laughs> the cooler bald guy. Mm, yeah, yeah. If you like. Um, how long did that take you to make then? Tell us the story behind that. You well, once you left off songs or? Was it called for a start? Uh, uh, volume two, listens, yeah, yeah, volume two. It's the pre it's not the predecessor, it's the successor to volume one. Sequel. Sequel indeed. Yeah. Was it harder work doing this one or the first one or, or did it seem so? Ooh, to... that's a hard question. Um, no, it was probably a bit harder this time because um, the last one gave us a, like a certain standard that we wanted to make sure we didn't dip below. And obviously, you wanna you wanna improve and go bigger and better every time. So, a bit harder to get a a set of songs that were better than last time. And also, we like to have them a little bit different from song to song on one EP. It's yeah. not a mini album in it, an EP. Yeah, I think mm. we kind of do that yeah. quite a bit. Though. We would skip from. Not genre to genre, I wouldn't say, yeah, but just it's good to mix it up. Yeah, yeah, change the tempo, mm. change the, 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 the yeah. You yeah. avoid being a one trick pony. Yeah. Then, you know? So did, wants to be a one -trick did you drill it down to four songs then, or did you always think it's going to be four songs? Did you have 
some filtering out of the I don't know ones that didn't make it did you we've um, we've not actually had that for a long time where we've written a bank of ten songs mm. and then had to chop them down at the minute we're quite efficient with the standard of the tunes yeah they don't tend to be like right we need to scrap that one we obviously get the odd miss um, but for now we seem to be on a, a decent path of cutting the fat as we go so mm. once we'd written these four new tracks it was like right they fit together nice let's go and get them down mm. so yeah and with that did you have a lot more confidence than the first uh, first EP sorry did you have in your mind what the songs should sound like or was there a bit of discovery in the studio because you went to yeah, Mikey Scott's yeah is that right yeah was there things that you were, wasn't sure about when you wanted to kind of experiment or was you really confident of how it sounded in your yeah a couple style? of the tracks are basically how we sound at rehearsal or live through mics and mix nicely uh, but the last track This Man's Ruin I wanted to go well when we went in the studio I had this Lana Del Rey track in my mind which sounds weird to compare that to our sort of blend of rock music but there were certain like elements in it that I really wanted to try and capture we gave it a go and it didn't work so we ended up reverting back to All right. back to basics so it is two guitars bass and drums and vocals just mixed as nice as you can get yeah no trickery we he's, he's good Mikey Scott and he's, he is, he's yeah. good at mm. making it sound so big yeah like the couple good of singles we did yeah, yeah. yeah sounds so big he's a good lad as well he's funny he's humorous yeah he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's a song that his new place stink, though. Though. oh man <laughs> Absolutely gross. What's his dog called? I don't think it is Bruce. the dog. I think it's Mike blaming it on Bruce. Yeah, I feel sorry for that dog. That's a good. Yeah, it seems quick to say. Absolutely sure. Well, Bruce, the dog's yeah. fat. I am Mike. sure that I have. I've found him having a crafty fart in the, fart. In the corridor. Yeah, and it smelt the same. I compared the smells. <laughs> yeah, you jotted I it kept down. Kept one in my right nostril and sniffed that one out there, <laughs> and compared them. Was that his um, new person? Uh, no, it, it was like the last people to be on Umber Street in his Umber Street studio. Um, we did go to his new one for one day to just do mm. a bit of remixing, um, and his new place is is awesome. I do think with Mikey, he's got a he's got a knack of making it sound almost like pop, even though it's not. Even though you record the genre of rock or whatever, it's got a poppy sheen to it, which I yeah. think is pretty radio friendly. Well, uh, the fact that he works on a radio station. It uh, probably helps that he's probably mm. got that in mind, so he knows commercially how a song should sound. I think yeah. that's that's what's his new studio like. is an absolute belter, though. It's, it's great, isn't it? It's a nice little lofty penthouse studio. Panoramic uh, windows. Is that an actual next, yeah, what's, next, what's the next line? Computer controls. Is it killer plink flaming plink 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 killer pink flaming one in the blink one in the stink. Um, but if you if you you know if you're looking at getting somewhere recorded, that is definitely a place to check out because it's lovely. It's very nice. It's not your first podcast advert, is it? <laughs> That's signals. The Mikey advert. Scott to Cardoma ninety six. Yes, ninety six. Ninety six. Mikey Scott to Cardoma ninety four. <laughs> Cardoma ninety six. Cardoma. Sounds of the nineteen sixty. Do you like music? <laughs> Do you like recording music? Mikey Scott does. I might put a bit of um, effect on that and yeah. actually see yeah. if he wants to buy the advertisement. <laughs> Do the advert first. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. I think he does some adverts for HK Radio as well, doesn't he? 
Do you listen to old Kingston Radio? Uh, no, I it's really yes, good. I do. Do you but listen to it, Mark? I don't know. Should I? I'm very funny with um, radio. I don't tend to listen to it that that much, really. Well, I only listen to it on the way to work, but yeah, it's local music, mm. so you get to hear a lot of bands, a lot of um, young material. So Rod, uh, I don't know if Rod does it anymore. Isn't No. So we went on it, didn't we? Yeah, we did a sat- Saturday morning where we was, well, I was really hungover. Mm-hmm. They're going to see Ocean Colour scene at Zebedee's Yard. Did you go to that gig? I did that not, no. Yeah. I mean, I only live around the corner. I tend to be able to hear them. The gigs, Just stick so your head out the window. There's no need to go anymore, is there? As long as you can. Not when you have to pay. I suppose you're not far off, really, because music is music and you hear Obviously, there is the performing element of it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was. But if you're within the earshot, yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't need to go and spend. Well, you might as well just put a CD on then, and then the production value is a better. So well, you might as well not do anything else. CD. It's 2018. All right, because that's maybe Spotify. Because that's back in fashion. Two is out on CD exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Have you put it on vinyl? No, it's no. too expensive. It's really wanted to, but I looked at the costs of it and. We'd have to sell every single copy to even come close to breaking even, and Jesus. don't know if that's viable for us at our particular point in the road. If you know what I mean. Black Delta yeah. do a lot of vinyl, don't they? And they look so cool. Yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah. I wish we could do it as well. But you're right; it's so expensive. Well, Matty's got a record label now, Clubbed Thumb, because yeah. he's got a tiny little thumb. Anyway, <laughs> just the one. Yeah. And the one so it's, not, the, um, it's not his. He just has somebody else's ah, thumb. He's got in a jar, yeah, in no, a jar. No. He's got he's got two small thumbs. He struggles washing the pots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got. Why do you call it that? Struggle oh. washing the pots labels. And we um, no. Okay. I, I we did a lot of the work for the EP, our latest EP ourselves, and it was quite a struggle. Um, so I've I have been chatting to Marty actually about maybe working together with him on the next one. So maybe, oh, right. that, maybe that can open the door to vinyl. Who nice. knows? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, always... Um, it's it's something bands always want to get out there, isn't it? Vinyl. Just because it, it just looks great in that big format. So who does your artwork then? Because I know this guy does the photography. This this guy here. Yeah. This bloody ginger guy here. Yeah. He, t- he took the cover photo this time. Um, I do... I have some basic Photoshop skills, so I sort of yeah. pop everything in place and do the text and that. But I'll and then I usually have to walk work. in with my dustpan and brush and everything's <laughs> <laughs> not shite, <laughs> which it's not. Oh, sorry. Beep. My bad. That was me blanking. That. I was I was going to ask you actually about your next release, but obviously you were on this one, so we'll not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Gigs. Tell us, tell all the lovely people, yeah, tell all the lovely three people that gigs. kicking off uh, Umber Street Sesh this weekend. It is. With a slot on the BBC introducing Umberside stage. Well, that's pretty good. You've got the timetable, is it 20 to 5? Mm, I'm trying to find BBC introducing, can you talk more until about Oh, I found it, yeah, there we go, yeah, there we go, yeah, you're on it. Um, 20 to 5, yeah, I think. It is, it's 20 to 5. Yeah, sun will be high in the sky, I think. Yeah. Have you um, got their old slot then? BLs. Black Limes, yeah. So I think they played about that time last year. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, you have, yes. You bugger, we wanted that one. Well, you need no, to work as hard as us next year, we didn't, then, don't you? We didn't. Yeah, we, yeah, can't. we can't expect the same stage every year. We, it's it's very true. true. They rotate the artists. They give everybody a chance, which is 
Well, and Which you've not played a hell of a lot in the last year as well. You? No, but kind of this is not recording. About, this and... is not about us. Can we move on? No, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not the reference, it's not the context. Look, all right. Yeah. yeah, you have to be triggered. It's all right. It's fine. I'm not triggered. No need to smash the place up. So yeah, that must be exciting playing the BBC introducing stage because yeah, there's always a good crowd there. Yeah, mm. we've been indoors the last couple of years, and it was piping up last year as well when we was inside what used to be Green Bricks yeah, which was a sweat fest so mm. I'm looking forward to just a nice breeze on my face you know what I mean where is that's that tassely shirt you know what I mean really tassels, I don't know if I'm going like, uh, to have a McFly to wear it yet, back to the future 3 type cowboy much. shit yeah yeah Brilliant. so um, where is that BBC introducing stage because I don't think it's the same place as I guess the main stage was last year Yes, so it's near the so lock. I didn't actually. Yeah. There is one thing I didn't do, and that was print the map. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be somewhere really cool in front of loads of cool people, probably 300 to 400 people, I would maybe guess, because that's how many we got last year, uh, <laughs> roughly. But yeah, so yeah, I think it's where the old main stage used to be, but I'm not entirely sure. Are you, are you 100% on that? Pretty pretty positive I mean I know where is the university stage going to cross the other side then because it'd be interesting to know um, well it'd be interesting to see the, the set of this year because that other side is well the map has actually like a been, traditional style festival the map areas, has been released um, I have actually had a look at it but from my memory is terrible so I can't remember exactly where places are which is really good and we've clearly done our research on the Humber Street special podcast yeah um, but as we do with every episode the main stage put it this way it's going to be somewhere it's I believe be. it's the other side of the marina now there's the main site of the festival they've got a big tent in there yeah that's the spiders from big the top. top yeah and then the main stage is closer towards where the water comes through I don't know what you want to call that area there the lock yeah yes, I guess it's just Humber Keys main stage Mar- the marina Yes, it's where the, yes. uh, the World Trade Center is. Well, so the good thing about the obviously the festival site is it's not massive, so there's you can get to places relatively quickly. Yeah, it's all you know within five minute walking distance. So wherever you end up on Saturday, you're only five minutes away from your favorite band. I've got a feeling that's probably where they're going to move it to in the future. Do you reckon? Yeah, because there's so much regeneration around this area. Um, we actually do this at the C4DI there on the street so we get to see the ins and outs of mm-hmm. what's been built and how quickly it's built and new stuff that's happening on Humber Street so another year down the line I think there's going to be no room for, for Humber Street sesh in and around here I it's think they'll probably move it across the marina they did manage though was it 2015 when Humber Street itself was being properly dug up wasn't it mm. it was in pieces and they did manage that around it and you would think nowadays it's settled down a bit more down here I other think, than the houses but I think they had the I think the, they had the luxury of having the little pockets of car parks that were very true yeah. you know all them are becoming they're getting built on now aren't Bistros. they Bistro Bistro and it's interesting oh well, we need another gym bar if it does move away from Humber Street we, it's probably still going to be called Humber Street it's that's just what people know it's it's going, isn't it? would you would you would it be any other would you, would it, you wouldn't call it a whole marina sesh doesn't sound as good nah I think you would definitely keep the name 
It has to be. I mean, that's its origins, really, mm. isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Unless you just do a Leeds and Reading and then just change it to Hull Festival. Mm, not quite as good, though, it's is not, it? It's not, is it? Hummer Street Search, that, it's like... Hull your Street ears Search. Pr- your ears prick up when you wear Hummer Street Search, mm. don't you? You're like, oh, God, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. A lot of people say it's better than Christmas, don't they? Christmas yeah. Day. I, I agree. I think it is. I'm one of those people. Spending Christmas Day. I didn't enjoy it as much last year because I was playing. So I was a bit more stressed out of thinking, oh, I've got to play well. You know, I've got to prepare myself and then... That's the difficulty of playing, really, though, because you want to enjoy the day. You still can, obviously, but, you know, for people like me, who's in two bands, you got to play once, and then wait, and then play. I'm just saying, Just saying. But you know, you got to play one place and you got to wait and you got to play another place and then by the time you're done, it's into the evening and day drinking obviously is a, is a favourite pastime for people in, in England. I did way too much of that last year and spent the following exactly. week being reminded by other people what I'd been up to at Humber Street Sesh. Oh, I'm going to try and learn from that this year. I think I, think I was slightly late a slot. Were they not enjoying themselves? Were they just more bothered about what you were doing? Well, obviously, yeah. Oh, you know, it's just... Just, uh, I would have just been like, hey, pal, why don't you enjoy your day next year? Oh, no, I was probably asking them because I couldn't remember what yeah. I'd been up to. Oh, okay, for us. So you can't remember Did you see me the other day? day? Yes. Oh, good. What was I doing? This, this. <laughs> what time? Then. Just pieced together a little little timeline of my evening. It was like, interesting. Like the hangover, but... It, yeah, but, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Street hangover. Humbover. forward to seeing this year then um, who, what kind of local bands do you like Dead Hormones are my favourite old band yeah I used no H's in that sentence did I Dead Hormones um, Calva Louise Calva Louise are absolutely brilliant I think they're in the big top at about 7pm oh, you've talked to me about them before are they Leeds are they Leeds no, I think I have yeah Calva Louise are playing at 7 and the Spiders from Mars big top Right. And they are brilliant. We've seen them in Sheffield. Yeah, amazing live, really good performance. performance. And it sounds great as well. Who and they're really nice, they? They're really nice, genuinely nice people. Yes. And I'm not saying that every person in every band has to be arrogant, but a lot of them are. And these these guys are not. They're Tell very me down to earth. What people, what bands are arrogant then, Elliot? Mark from Let Man Loose. Oh, <laughs> 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 solid today, isn't he? Is, is Elliot Man? Duh. No, I'm just saying you just bump into the odd band who are above their position, or if that's the correct term for it. Do you think that part of that is just the um, old rock star routine, though? I just think you're never too famous to wipe your own ass. Or is it something where, because they're afraid to speak to people, they put up the guards or something? I don't know. Because yeah, there's maybe, quite maybe a lot of people who do act like that. It can be. It's difficult to <clears throat> to do. Well, not necessarily this because you're two mates of mine. But um, when you do speak to say Alan Raw on mm. the side and stuff like that, it does put a little bit of a filter in front of what you might normally say and mm. how how normal you can act with someone. 
yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe it is something to I, do with... To be honest, I will say, I do think it's easy to be arrogant when you're in a band, because you, you turn up and you play, and if you play well, and you've got obviously all these people in front of you, and they're clapping and applauding your music, and it does sort of inflate your head a little bit. you're always surrounded by hot women as well. Yeah, not always. You've been <laughs> to a black wine gig. That's a joke. Cut that. <laughs> Jokes. Um, yeah, so Calvin Louise, really good. Um, Dead Hormones when are they playing I can't I'm no. trying, I've been trying to spot them for the past oh of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're on the they got... introducing them side stage at whatever that is am I right in saying they've got a new EP out as well yeah right? they have I've got I got it delivered yesterday actually I've been listening to that in the car today any good yeah great you're at 20 past sorry that was confusing I was just trying to figure out what time they were on my, my apologies going it's good stuff they've been on the scene for years I would say pushing on 10 years um, but they've never necessarily had the work ethic to put themselves out there and then stick with it and you right. know, they'll, they'll come along at some point during a year drop some stuff play some gigs and then they'll disappear again mm. for a bit which obviously that's up to them if they want to do it that way but they've got a new they've had a new drummer join recently Joe Gray and I think he's taken a little bit of the, the work side on himself and he's sort of pushing them forward a lot with a lot more energy now. So mm. I think you're going to be hearing a lot more from Hormones in the coming so, years. So with that in mind then, how how do you guys do it? Have you got a plan? Have you got like a one or two years plan of we need to do this to get to there to then do that? Or are you kind of doing what we do and just kind of making we'll it up as we go along and, and just gigging when we fancy? Or, gigs all right. yeah. yeah, we'll play that. I think we always have like a target in mind of right, what can this next batch of plans do for us? And then when you've done them, you want them to, you want the next lot to be bigger and better every time. If you want to earn so much money from gigs this year, say that's just expenses so that you're not out of pocket, yeah. then next year, when you go back to those same people who know you're all right and have worked with you before, then you can maybe say, right, can you lob another 20, 30, mm. 40, however many, however risky you want to get quidding on mm. top and stuff like that um, I'll have risky quid please risky quid that's almost 50 what <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure oh, you've the, had a, the drugs appear to have <laughs> <laughs> you've had a Trello right you guys yeah. Uh, yeah I now use Trello and I got the band involved on it which helps it's just a glorified to-do list basically isn't yeah. it but it helps sort of compartmentalise stuff into specific subjects because I guess you guys just have a band group message do you, on your phones. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you try talking about one plan in there, and then by the end of the day you've had some dick pics and you know what have you <laughs> from each other, from each other members of the band. Is that normal? What? What? Yeah. No. Is it not? Sorry. Come on. This is where you're going around. We should start sending dick pics to each other. Oh no, we already have. Oh. Why would you need to do that when you've both well, got them out right now anyway? Can you invite me to the channel then? How oh, did you see mine? It's a struggle. It's a ginger. Anyway, Trello, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you if you have a group message, it, stuff can get lost, can't it? In yeah. an hour, in an hour's yeah. time, if you have a bit of a chat in between, yeah. and people have to scroll up to work out what time was that supposed to be? What subjects is that supposed to be? What we're actually doing, that, what, that type of thing, mm-hmm. at the end of it. So Trello, yeah. just a nice place to store your individual tasks and, and, and dates you brought that in yeah I did yeah. what are the other band members like 
think of that then the thing getting on board better yeah. than they have other things in the past yeah it's difficult to get three other people doing what you well, want to do it's not a very cool thing though is it Trello with a rock band it's a bit bit of a it's behind the scenes well it was behind oh, the scenes I don't know I feel like it's just modern band admin you know it's just the way things have gone if it's a way of organising your gigs and the resources and the would the Sex Pistols do, have had Trello no, but the Sex Pistols had a manager who would have been yeah, doing well, that is, trailer, wouldn't, that is true. be doing now. So it's just a modernised version it, it of management, a, really. It is a very town-consuming thing, being in a band, isn't it's it? It's a full-time job. Yeah, you want to yeah. when you've got to juggle it with other things as well. It's yeah, a full-time job things in one place, I, th- I feel, anyway. It's a full-time job that doesn't pay you good enough, unless you're obviously... It's a it. shit business. It's a shit business. Why don't we all just quit right now? What, our jobs? Our jobs, yeah. Yeah. Form a super group. <laughs> so who else are you looking forward so, to yeah, seeing? Who else are you looking forward to seeing? Paddingtons. There's the Paddingtons. A bit, there's a bit of fat for you to chew yeah, on. Friday. What do you think of these guys? Paddingtons. Friday night, aren't they? You have a tattoo of the Paddingtons. Yeah, is that right? Let's, let's show the podcast. You've got a tattoo of the Paddingtons. Yeah, you can describe it and describe my body at the same okay. time. Okay. Yeah. Body first or... Let me just move all this chest hair out of the way. <laughs> just, take that, just take that jumper off. Oh, it's just, your you, chest hair. That's some chest yeah, there. Yeah, it's out of the way. No, you're good. Yeah? You've got nipples like a fighter pilot's thumb. Thanks. No, you haven't really. You've got very nice, petite areole eyes. Um, yeah, it's the little love heart thing with a arrow through. That's yeah. the patterns. <laughs> yeah, I used, to get, I used to get drunk at their gigs when I was a uh, latter years of my teenage years and like lift my T-shirt up as if I was like some sort of major... Fanboy. Yeah. I immediate, well, I definitely regret those times now. Yeah. I don't regret the tattoo so much. It's part of the musical journey. Well, what's good about it is it, it doesn't say the Paddingtons, so exactly. it doesn't necessarily have to yeah. be yeah, the Paddingtons. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm still fans of theirs. What do you guys think? I've never really been into that music. Not just theirs, but that yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. me really. Just, uh, sort yeah, of I've never really listened to yeah, I could never. I've just never really got into it. But that's just me. What about you? Um, nah, not for me. Um, I did used to be into the Liberty Libertines a lot and the Vines and things like that. And I'm, I'm a big Clash fan as well, so I can see where they're coming from. But nah, never did it for me, unfortunately. I can appreciate performance mm. though. And when there was obviously that Dave, that gig for Dave Sinclair, yeah, um, they played. Uh, that was great that was amazing that was a good performance I thought from them and you can appreciate obviously their stage presence and their music to be honest that sounded good in that room but it's not my taste yeah. well they've got a, a massive following in Hull haven't they mm. I mean even I guess now they were the last Hull band to sort of uh, doesn't sound like much but crack London if you know mm. what I mean yeah. the last Hull band to go down there and sort of be based out of a big label there and stuff like that I think the the fact the there was friends or got to know um, Pete Doherty as well and when he was kind of mm-hmm. everywhere I think that really helped him out when he was cool Pete Doherty Pete Doherty yeah, yeah he's yeah. a bit taboo now isn't he Pete Doherty when you, he's grey and fat now he doesn't really have the same ring to him anymore does he because back then obviously he was a bit of a wild card but now it's like yeah, it's Pete, Pete, Pete who? Mayor? well he's yeah he's kind of been forgotten about because he's not Controversial anymore. Right. He's got his life back together, and he's it's. When you look at it, it's yeah, we should be happy for it. Let's round of applause for Pete Doherty. Pete Doherty, ladies and gentlemen. But that was sixteen years ago, and <laughs> well, was it two thousand two, two thousand one? Yeah. 
Because yeah. I had the Time for Heroes album, which I think, is that the first one? Yeah, 2000. Absolutely yeah. amazing album. And yeah, that's 16 years ago. Mm. So yeah, the costs have been forgotten about. Well, they brought a new one out. It's two years ago, I think. Have you heard the new one? No. Third one. How was that? Right under the radar. It's all right. It's not much of a... So hang on, so if the first one was 2002, that means the second one must have been a four. So then the new one's 12 years later in 2016. Mm. Not much changed in that that amount of time, if you know what I mean. It was still a, it was just another Libertines album. Did you ever listen to Baby Shambles or... Yeah, I did, um, yeah, I've seen Baby what Shambles. What was the Cal Bar- Bar- Barrett's? Cal Barrett's, yeah, pretty thin. Because they was quite Libertines-ish, wasn't they? Yeah, I think Baby Shambles had a little bit more of their own yeah. thing than... Than Dirty Pretty. Dirty Pretty Things was just Libertines without mm. Pete lineup as well, I think. Right. I think Pete had. I, don't know. Mm. I, I think I'd had enough of that scene by then. Yeah. Mm. 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 So the Paddingtons, what time are they on? Headlining on Friday night, aren't they? Friday night. Yes, oh, unfortunately, on the outside days, yeah. What do you think about the Friday night? Are you excited to, to see how it goes? and yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I like that they've decided to do it as like previous years mm. headliners and stuff like that. They've not tried to take away what the Saturday is about. Yeah, if that makes sense. To me, the Saturday is about celebrating what's going on right now. So it's kind of a good thing that Friday night's lineup is sort of like I don't know. Do I feel like I like the idea definitely. Friday is like cool because it's almost like a warm up. And every every time you go to the street search and you leave at the end of the week, like at the end of the Saturday, you think, oh, I fucking wish that was longer. Yeah. You do just that little bit longer and one night is perfect. But I, I feel like, I just, I feel, my opinion is it would be better if it was after, you know, almost like a cool down rather than a warm up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I don't think you'd get the sales from it then though. I think. No, probably not. On the Fridays, am I right in thinking there's only 5,000 wristbands on the Friday. Yeah, it's just right? the west side of the marina. Yeah. It's not the full yeah. site, so it is a bit of a warm-up. Yeah, and I think by definition, if it's on a Sunday, people have got hangovers, and I, I just can't see the amount of people going to it on a, if it was on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah obviously, there, are, not, there are all that, but I just mean it in an ideal scenario. Yeah, well, you'd want the two full days, really, like a proper festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not that this isn't a proper festival, it is, by the way, but... Um, yeah, it'd be like the full... I know, you know, what, you're saying, I know what you're saying, I know what you're saying. This is the start of a proper festival, though. Look at the growth over the past yeah. few years. It's been Joking about the Dead Hormones, I remember when I first saw them at Home Street Sesh four years ago, four or five years ago. I think on the... On just just outside, when fruit, the fruit market, Humber Street was still all of the all 60s buildings, and obviously most of them are still there now, but they were playing on outside. One of those just, you know, plain white little... Marquee, marquee sort of thing yeah I think we played under one of them and you couldn't get it was the drum kit came that far out into the stage so we were a three piece back then in felony and basically I had my little pocket at the one side of the stage and Sam had his own we couldn't mm-hmm. go to each other because the drum no, kit was yeah, in the drum, way Danny was just yeah so even the stages have ramped up from year to year yeah, like yeah. the size of the well, all, they're all proper yeah. proper kitted out stages now and that's nice that's good yeah that's it. Yeah, like the growth. In the, it's in the pretty incredible when you look at it, isn't yeah, it? I mean, it's crazy. we only see bands being put on, and I don't know, 
people doing skateboarding and all that shit, but the amount of organisation and people involved in it is pretty incredible. And the fact, you know, they have to get health and safety passes and certificates or whatever it is, it's, people don't think of that no. end of it, do they? And no, it's, people are it's a massive undertaking. When it comes to the bar queues and stuff like that, I mean, we're all right, aren't we? Because we get a green room now. With a, Where's the green room then this year? I don't know. Um, it, I, I, think, think I, I didn't go to it last year. The leave is in the car park, obviously, you know, the new one. Right. Opposite C40, And how do people, uh, how do you feel about green rooms then? Because they, they intimidate me, if I'm honest. I don't think I'd I, hang around one. I'd, I'd just feel a bit of a... If, if I was a really know. famous band, obviously you would appreciate that because you'd just get mobbed if you went outside. But when you're obviously not... I yeah, I'm... Like yeah. You know, it's not like you don't need one. It's more like... I just found it better to be outside and in it than we, behind um, the stage and in a green We room. went to the green room for a good hour and a half, maybe, last year after we'd played. Um, and it was quite nice, actually, just to get away from... Just to get a bit of a respite, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it is hectic, out, especially down Number Street, when it's crowded. It's a jungle out there. It, was, it is, it's crazy. <laughs> it was nice just to you know just have to, to have a breather for an hour or two and have a relaxed couple of drinks and chat about how the gig had gone yeah before yeah, you because basically once you go back out you all lose each other don't you mm. the, the wilderness the masses gig, gig and festival goers the budding musical people with their pints in their hands two a piece though because you can't go get one that's our top that's the uh, Chodbin FM's top tip for this weekend don't go and get one pint, get two. Get two. Or more. Not the one. Because you'd be silly if you did that. Don't be loser. And make sure also, probably what's more important is to remain hydrated. Sun cream. Form orderly cues. Sun cream, correct. Especially you. Don't gob off. I'm really quite good with sun cream now. My old age has told me that I should put sun cream on, so I'm, I'm okay in that front. Don't gob off. Don't be a shithead. Don't gob off. And just enjoy the day. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, you know, don't be gobbing off. To whom? To everybody. To bands or... Anybody. So don't anyone. act like a clever shit. Yeah, you know, don't... I, actually, I think that's good life advice, yeah, though. Yeah, it is. I had an uh, experience on the street, um, uh, probably two or three years ago, where I was... To be fair, I was, I was pretty drunk, actually. But I wasn't playing at that point, so I was just... You know, I'd been merry and enjoying the day, and uh, I came outside the pole loose, and I went to... I spat my chewy out, and I went to boot it, and I completely missed it, and then I'm flat on my arse. <laughs> and this oh, guy, I'd love to see guy, that. Yeah, this guy turned up with a handful of pistachio nuts, and he just leant over and went, "If you like that, you need some pistachio nuts for sustenance." <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I remember from Humber Street three years ago. Wow! Well, because I was obviously you know under the influence, but I, I appreciated that actually. I, yeah, I, yeah, I took back, a couple of pistachios out of his hand, and I said thank you. With some magic pistachios. Yeah. We'll put yeah. them in the floor. Did they make you feel a bit funny? In a big, giant pistachio group. You woke up two days the... later with your pants the wrong way around. Yeah. Grabbed all of them. That was the least of my troubles. Bloody well. Grabbed all of a man's nuts. Yeah. That's all he remembers. So I remember being drunk, falling over and grabbing all of a man's nuts. I was fair play. He came to my rescue, and I was very appreciative of him. But be more like that guy. Be more like Pistachio Nut Guy. If I ever saw him again, I'd, congr- I'd thank him. Be like that guy, but don't be like, don't be like you kicking no. Chewy. Exactly. I didn't done it in since. someone's grill. Oh, I didn't kick it because I missed it, so it just hit the floor. Oh. You tried. Yeah, you tried. that was the intention. Yeah, he was right. acting all yeah, cocky. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Look at yeah, me. I've had a beer. I know. And then Pistachio Nut 
guy taught me a bit of humility and from that point on you've been a top guy I've, never, ever since. I've been twatted but I've never kicked my cheerio and they were, I have <laughs> that's a lie yeah I still do that but you know being more like that guy that guy was a credit to himself and everybody at Humber Street he was you're just going to see this year a surplus I surplus four people listen to this four people you know like a handful of pistachio nuts just lobbing them at everybody well, like, um, so you on the stage, like George Harrison used to get jelly, jelly babies, babies and yeah, that type of yeah. shit. If I had my own brand of pistachio, well, we know what to do during Black Lives Set now, don't we? Please lob pistachio nuts at us. Well, so bags of them. So we throw a bag? If, if, a whole bag, don't If we threw a full bag of pistachio nuts at your face, what would you do? Would you? Would you? I'd do, I would probably attempt a Maguire and see if I can fucking slab at it. I slab at it back into the crowd, see if I can hit anything. No, that's <laughs> not very good. I would thank you kindly for your sustenance and get on with the rest of my set. Well, what I might do is get a brick, tape some pistachios to the brick with a little note saying, You need sustenance, <laughs> and just throw it on stage. Because that, that'll be alright, won't it? Yeah, I'm sure way. you would remain in the festival and absolutely not get kicked out whatsoever by security. Yeah. yeah. That's well, I'm taking a big bag of bricks, so that'll no, be yeah, spare. Yeah. But what's the nutritional value to bricks? To anyone <laughs> who's, who's drunk? I don't know, I was just them. thinking about having a little portable barbecue. Is that allowed? What? I was trying to think of something. How have we gone from pistachio nuts to the nutritional value hey, of bricks to bring in a portable barbecue? This is just the shit we do on Chocolate I don't, I don't think the, the vendors... crazy. There's no concrete evidence about the nutritional oh, value. Oh, <laughs> I got bullets! Chart BFM. And on that note, <laughs> well, that ends the nutritional debate of bricks. I'm looking forward to Bunker Pop on the Dead Bod stage headlining that this year. I think that's going to be crazy. Although, my biggest problem with that is you can't get on stage, and that's what Bunker Pop or Bunker Pop they encourage is, is on stage. It's the interaction, isn't it? I wonder, yeah. did you see him last year? Because I think they played Fruit last year, didn't they? No, I didn't see him last year. That's why I want to see him this year, because there are some really great bands headlining a lot of really good stages. But this year, I want to go see the ones I didn't get a chance to last year. I, th- I can tell you what will happen now. Paul will get in the crowd and get a conga going while he's still playing. You reckon? I'll put any money on it, that's yeah, what it is. Has he told you he's going to do that? No but, no, but that's that's what he will do. I'm expecting to see Bob Wallace in his big hazmat suit again. As well. <laughs> he made an appearance at Fast and Bulbous Festival last year where he uh, got on stage in a big hazmat suit. It was like Brilliant. stars in their eyes because one minute he was there dressed uh, just as... He came as Bob Wallace. Tonight, Paul, yeah. I'm going to... No, just tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be... Paul Sarrell from yeah. Bunker Pop. And he just disappeared and came back in a hazmat suit. I thought it was brilliant. I was like, when did he... He must have been frantically trying to force his leg into the hazmat suit and get it on and get the mask on and run back. I, I really like that thing that they all wear, them hazmat those, suits. Those hazmat yeah. kind of suits. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's really, really cool. And um, Super Fairy Animals, I think, used to do something similar, and I've seen them before, and they look so cool. Mm. They came on with like hard hats and... It's brilliant. We've yeah. kind of tried to adopt that approach a bit this year, haven't we? We're all wearing the same jackets. How many so we've all got these yeah, yeah. kind of French workers' jackets that we're all going to wear. Um, and yeah, we've got MFE Let players. Let's just all wear their own T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened once. <laughs> Did you all wear them? No, two of us, I think. No, I didn't think it was that. I think it was just me. You made me wear it. Oh, yeah. No, it was Cardo, yeah. We all did, yeah. 
yeah. New Year's Eve. Oh, we were pretty pretty far on at that yeah. point. It's good merchandising though. It's good um, getting out there. Yeah, pictures exactly. of it and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Clear, fair enough. Yeah. If that's what we want to call wish, it. I wish we could do stuff like that, but but which is a bit lazy, aren't we? Yeah, but that's just us. Yeah. Saying that, I'm going to get by ordering some pin badges this week, but I haven't. What would the pin badge be? Just the, uh, that was the same cigarette. Cigarette case, package. Yeah. It was a pre sale advertisement if there ever was one. Yeah. By the way, let my loser get some pin badges. Keep your eye out for those. How much are the a badge? 15 quid? Four, probably. I Four thought that would have you right now. Four quid Four. a badge. Will you take yeah. £3.90 for one? No. Four, Four pound eighty. Yeah. Yes. Just but people pay £4 for a, a CD and that plays music. Can your badge play music? No. How about £3.50? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're all looking forward £3. to... £3.50 in a kiss. Umber Street Sesh. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we are. I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm looking forward to Emma Fee being with us on stage for the first time yeah what's this about I need to know more about this well yeah the brilliant Emma Fee is playing with the Kings of Horses yes she is Kings of Horses she's coming on board for a Keys performance during our set yeah and then who knows what happens after that yeah so she um, she's been quite keen to 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 get involved which is absolutely brilliant we was round at Mike and Emma's the other night practising the songs and yeah, with the keys on it. It's, it's very exciting. It's very lovely. So she's she's cool. a talent. And a credit to the whole music scene, I think. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Good work, good work ethic. Hard worker, yeah. Absolute, very hard worker. Yeah. Great and, and, talent. and the list EP as well is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. So it is, yeah. Everyone should it. check that out. It's called The Anachronists. Yes, it is The Anachronists. So basically, what we've gathered from this episode is go listen to Lemon Loose's New volume EP, two. Volume two. Volume two. Thank you. And then keep obviously your ears to the ground for volume three at some point. Yeah. Will it be the trilogy, volume one, two, and three? Yeah. Next year though. I've not I've spent that much time working on the like getting it together for release that I've not written any music for ages, so mm. I wanna relax and go on holiday and try and write some tunes. So I'm gonna have a year off that sort of thing now. Yeah. Gig. Enjoy playing the tunes live, gig, write some more. Fair enough. And get back together and do another one. That sounds good. Does sound good. Obviously, the other thing that we have learned is go to Humber Street Session. Yes! Going to be Street Session. Amazing. Uh, I will repeat that again. You are on the BBC Introducing. That's Let Man Loose on the BBC Introducing stage. 414. 414. King's Horses, obviously. One thirty. Half, half one dead bod. Yeah, one thirty dead bod stage. Same slot as we had last week. Last year, even. And then an absolute. Smorgasbord of entertainment. I'm looking fans. forward to seeing Fonda 500, by the way. I've got to give them a shout out wherever they are on that table because they know I, to party. I just spotted them and then I lost them. They're so absolutely brilliant. Just... So I think they're playing. Are they playing on the main stage? My eyes are straining. There's lots and I'm trying to get there that fast. Oh, that's James Wood. That looks like Fonda 500. James Wood's brilliant, by the way. Fonda 500, university stage. How did you do that immediately? At eight o'clock, so I will. Well. I'll be watching them and the Hubbards as well. The which Hubbards, I love. absolutely. Yeah, they played the Bonus Arena. We haven't really talked about it, but we've got very limited time left. The Bonus Arena sounds and looks pretty good. Yeah, I think we went there for the opening test event, which was the BBC introducing upside event, which featured Bud Sugar 
the Betty Blooms, Chedu, Araka, and Ubuds. And Ubuds. Ubuds. And it was really good. Sounded good. The venue's pretty big. It's bigger than I thought it yeah, was going to be. You had your son play there, didn't you? Did Alan Raw play? He did. Be? I wasn't in the room for oh, it. I was going to ask how it sounded. That must have been. Uh, that would have been, been nice. That must have yeah, been buzz. He doesn't hear in your song. Well, I get pretty buzzed when they play at Sesh. Because mm. if you think about it, when you make music and you put music out there, it's one thing hearing it in your own car on the radio or whatever. 20 times. But when a DJ plays it in a room that's full of people having yeah. a good time, that is where you do make you have a look around as well. It played. You kind of have a sheepish look around, <laughs> see, if anyone's, see if anyone's dancing. Yeah, I have done, yeah. Yeah. This is fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, that's where yeah. you want to play. It's, yeah. it's, room, it's, it's a room full of people on a night out. Is it's essentially why you do it. Yeah. 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 It's essentially why you record it. You obviously play music for yourself, but you do it for other people as well. Uh, side note, on the previous episode, we over or underrated... Beatles, the revolver, and I said it was overrated. But however, since then, I've got yeah, yeah. I've turned him around. Have you done it a little bit? Yes, yes. he has. He showed me the film uh, Help, and uh, uh, honestly, it's a hit. I really like that. I thought it was a great film. film. Yeah, and then I because I never really well. heard the album Help before, so I went and listened to it. And I was like, actually, no, this is really good. Mm. Have you really seen the album? As well? Yeah, I actually, I think it's one of the weaker albums, the Help album yeah, for me. The second half of it is a bit. Yeah, I think it's... Because it's like a soundtrack, the first half of the mm. album. The second half is just filler, I think. But yeah. the film is incredible. It's so funny. It's films, it's I think it was amazing. partly the personalities that won him across first. Mm. Yeah. Know, watching them on screen yeah. and the chemistry yeah. between them. For me, the film help was always a little bit of a more dialed-in version of Hard Day's Night. Yeah. yeah. It felt like they kind of had enough at that point and they wanted to just... just Smoke weed and write Bob Dylan esque songs at that point, but I mean it's still a great film. It's basically what the monkeys ripped off, wasn't it, and did as a TV show. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting you've got in a help of a revolver. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's I didn't revolver just and it just never really got. Me. I think probably yeah during the, it was probably the film and the characters and the fact mm. that it's all lined up and it's the soundtrack and I love films so it's obviously like it's part in hand in hand. Yeah, but it looks great. Doesn't it? I don't do that like that film looks fucking well. great. We were watching it, and I was commenting on how crisp and clear everything yeah. was for fifty-something-year-old cameras getting on for sixty-year-old cameras and stuff. But like even that. like the gear yeah. that they wear, and when they're on the bikes and they're riding, yeah. and they just look cool as hell, yeah, don't they? they do. They do. And Lennon's got the great, quite long sweeping beat less haircut. Yeah, there was that's, an interesting moment in that, wasn't there, where he they they were disguised. Because they're running away from that, obviously that. Yes, yeah, it's true. This and um, he dresses as himself in ten years or so. You know, when he gets to sort well, of the last two, two, three, or four years onto Sergeant Peppers and you know, the Abbey Road. Road. Well, so yeah, I think what that just... means is the white, the long, oh, right, yeah, the white yeah. suit when he was with Yoko, sort mm. of stuff. But there is a scene where they're in the airport going to the Bahamas and they're dressed up older trying mm. to disguise themselves and he looks exactly as he looked three or four years later which yeah. is pretty weird isn't it, it well it's weird to think that in that short space of time they all look so different yeah. apart from maybe I don't know George Harrison she thought Tash and longer hair and Ringo she thought Tash and longer hair but John Lennon proper looked different yeah, than he, to, to what he did in the early 60s yeah well that just goes to show much I know about it because I thought it was 10 years 
than um, actually shot. Yeah, the well, the, the full span was probably about seven years from Please Please uh, Me to, what was that, early 63, 62 to 70? To early 70, yeah. It's, it's nothing. That's The more you know. Yeah. Well, you know I'm a massive Beatles fan, so. Yeah. I'll maybe probably get into mm. a bit more of it as time passes. But, you know, he kicked Does, it off. So. Well, that's good, he, though, because... He, Mark Henley from Lemon Lewis kicked it off for me. Taste maker over it. I'm actually quite jealous because it's one of to them be bands. Start yeah. the catalogue. Do you remember when you first yeah. started something like, yeah. holy fuck, this is incredible. And to yeah. have that again is mm. almost like if someone could men in black me and just that sounds a bit weird. Wow. Erase <laughs> my memory so I could experience that. I know back exactly what you again. mean because like, I've been brilliant. into them since I was a kid. Mm. I guess as a kid I knew the hits mm. and then maybe as an early teenager I sort of went off them because I, you sort of rebelled at you against what you like as a kid music and I think you need the breathing space to yeah. because you just listen to them all the time and then I was like right let's listen to all of the albums and what what we're talking there about 300 songs and then you've got the anthology recordings and stuff like that yeah. of unused material and you would just get song after song it's like I've never heard this before this is amazing mm. I would love to go through all that again what got you what was the gateway album to get into the Beatles uh, I couldn't say, I couldn't tell you my parents got me into them in fact have you seen the bootleg Beatles before yeah it's on my city all about 15 years ago go around this story all the time so my parents used to take me to see them every year because they sort of do the same UK tour yeah. every year until I was about five I thought they were the real Beatles and my parents didn't tell me anything different until one day, for whatever reason, it was the school holidays or something, and I was watching a VHS tape of the Beatles playing, I think it was a TV show called Shout, maybe, mm. in the 60s. And I think I rang my dad up and was like, Dad, why is this all in black and white? And like, why does it say 1960 on it? It's like, How did that go down when Beatles, you found out John was, Lennon was dead then? It was worse than finding out Santa Claus on real. Yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. That's tough, yeah, that. because it was. Yeah, what do you mean, John Lennon's... Man, you were saying that if you thought the bootleg Beatles was the Beatles. You've had that experience. Then did you know who John Lennon was? Yeah, I thought that was John Lennon. Right. So basically, name. as Elliot says, I believe that I watched the Beatles for right. a few, few early years of my life. And it's, even though you might not believe it now, because obviously it's not the truth, you enjoyed it. <laughs> but you've kind of got that innocence, uh, that innocent thing of, You've actually seen the Beatles. Yeah. But someone said you want. So yeah. I always have that in your mind. And then you've seen the Beatles. Well, when I was a kid, yeah. I, thought that was, I was watching them thinking, this is them. So can't take that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw them at City Hall and um, that was a few years ago now where I think they had a different lineup. But there was it was unbelievable how like there they was. Are, they are and I think, I think Paul or someone said that Pro, or Ringo said they're probably more like us than we was yeah. when we toured and stuff because they've done thousands of shows but it was it was the greatest album for me the blue one you know the 60 yeah. 6 to 70 it was that one that got me into it I, I borrowed it from library on cassette tape Have you taken it back, back in the yet? days when you used to borrow yeah. albums from the library and record it the only library I know is my Spotify library you cool uh, motherfucker you anyway um, and on that note um, thank you very much Mark uh, for coming for in me, yeah. I'm sure you'll be back again for another edition yeah. of Chopping FM I'd love to um, be yeah, yeah.
we've had Danny on the show, which is good. We'll maybe have a Let Man Loose special. Yeah. Um, but if there's one song you want us to play at the end of the the episode, what do you want to choose? Oh, could you play At Close Quarters, please? You certainly can. At Close Quarters. Sure, you do the drums. It goes boom, ba, boom, boom. 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 Time. I hit that polka dot jackpot. We'll start playing the real one. Here, yeah. here we go. I'm on. Let loose. What was the name of the title? Close quarters. At close, close quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch for any reason, um, get in touch at chodbinfm at gmail dot com. Yes. Um, we're not. We're too poor. We haven't got a, an official email account yet. Well, that'll do. That'll do it. Yeah, of course we will. So if you wanna wanna get in touch, and... on the back of a postcard, please send your letters to to enter two hertz close uh, the Dales Forest. Yeah, PO box, PO box sixteen, one, one, Lock two, Keepers College. Three, four, five. Anyway, thanks. Bye.